Welcome, Nomads, to the Hodge Podcast, our journey to food, travel, and music, where we will feature a special guest from our circle of friends in the music scene. We talk about our travels, their story, and share a meal. And as we all know, the most common language in the world is food. I am your host, Freddie. And I'm Philip, podcasting live from the beautiful West Anaheim, California, at Dollhead Studios. Hello, Yasas. Hello. Parev. Hola. Marhaba. Welcome to episode five of our show. And once again, another legend joins us into the studio. A good friend, another tour brother, Mr. John O'Donovan, a.k.a. J-O-D. How are you doing, John? Hey, going, John? What's up? Good to see you again. Welcome yeah. to the studio. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You were uh, on a vacation. How was yeah, it? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Awesome, Bahamas. Nice. Bahamas. Yeah, diving beach. Sharks. Yeah, sharks. Lots of sharks. <laughs> cool. Did you touch? Did you like pet them? Or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's uh, we did a shark dive that um, I've probably done about a hundred myself. Okay. Um, this one was a little bit more structured. We used to uh, have a guy to go down to the stick, and then everybody lines up that's watching. And then the last guy in brings the meat. Oh, and we'd have a, a crate, like a milk crate kind of thing, uh, chained to a coral head. And then we would, uh, the last guy would swim up to the coral head. The guy with the stick would help him put the meat into the, the it's actually two crates, and then chain them together and get out of the way. Oh, wow. Uh, these He's guys run. actually, yeah. yeah well, what are they eating? Back. Chicken? Uh, we used beef. This time they used fish. So oh, that I, makes more sense. Yeah, it a little does, bit nicer kind of. to the show. Right, right. right. We, we had a. Uh, I, I used to work for a resort, and we had a butcher shop on uh, on premises in the village. So they'd give us a shoulder bone or a hip bone or something. Oh, you lived in. Of, uh, where did you live? Uh, I was in Morea oh. and uh, Turks and Caicos, um, Tahiti, um, Cancun. Just island and, hopping, uh, living. Yeah, yeah. Scuba bum for years. That's cool. I yeah. didn't know there was Google bombs. Oh, I remember you, you you did tell me briefly about that. Yeah. Huh. I want to be a scuba bomb. <laughs> Gotta do it. Do it well, now. Before yeah. we get into that, let's let's go from the beginning. All right, let's do um, it. Um where were you born and where did you grow up? So I was born in Whittier and oh, Whittier. Uh, lived there for a couple of years before my parents bought a house in Fullerton okay. up by Hillcrest Park. So mostly I grew up in Fullerton. Yeah. So probably from about uh uh, before I was ten years old, until most most of my life, yeah. and and your where your parents from their cultural background. Well, my dad's a uh, Scotch Irish, and his uh, you know parents came over in um, Ellis Island, and my mom is Mexican, and they I assume snuck across the border. <laughs> oh shit! Can you t- edit oh, that out? I don't know. I, I, yeah. Uh, somebody's listening. What are they going to do? Catch <laughs> her now? Legally... Am I an anchor? Right? Am I an anchor baby? I don't know. <laughs> she legally migrated. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Of course. That's yeah. what I meant to say. Or walked. Walked. <laughs> that was how it was before. Yeah, yeah. Scotch Irish is that like a mix of Scottish and Irish? Yeah, or is yeah. It like my grandmother was of... uh, was Irish. My grandfather was. Scottish. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah, I think you're supposed to say Scottish, right? Scottish. Scotch is a drink or something. Like Scotch. That. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, something. he's a Scotsman. Scott. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Is but that, he's Irish too, racist, oh, yeah. right? No. <laughs> You don't know what to say these days. Is I mean, that right? O'Donovan. So my, my, my middle name is Monroe, M-U-N-R-O, which is the Scottish part. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Actually, now that I think about it, that was my grandmother's maiden name. So it's Scottish on the grandmother's side, Irish on the grandfather's side. All right. Side. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you connect to those uh, two cultures? Um, do you have any traditions maybe that you, that you guys... Oh, like superstition well, and stuff I like... Don't get hammered on St. Patty's Day anymore. Oh, opposite. I don't get hammered on Cinco de Mayo anymore. But you used to. (laughs) But I used to, yeah. (laughs) I packed it all in early. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I I went to the whole enchilada last night and I think I'm going to the Tilted Kilt for the Ducks game tonight, so... So you do have kind of (laughs) traditions that you still keep, in a way. (laughs) If you call it that. Yeah, yeah. And you did marry an Irish? I did, yeah, yeah. Halligan, yeah. She's uh, she's Irish now. It's got to have something to do with it. Right, right. I guess so. (laughs) I think so. so, yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> all right. So, for, in Fuller, so you lived in all your life in Fullerton. Yeah. And is that where music started for you, or is it started? Pretty much. That? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Uh, let me think. I yeah yeah. So actually, when I was eight years old, we were in Fullerton, and that's when I started playing guitar. Is that uh, your first when you first started playing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I took lessons at Parks and Recreation just to. Nice. You know, it was either that to go play caroms at Raymond School or something. I don't know. Caroms. What's that? What does that mean? Caroms? Yeah. You guys know Caroms? We're not from we're here. Not, we're not from oh, here. Oh, it's like Caroms? a game. It's like these little, <laughs> I don't really remember, but it's these little discs on a board. and you. Oh, like Pogs? No, you oh. hit, it's like pool and checkers, oh. kind of. It's, I think. That's cool. 
Yeah, yeah you know, Is there a stick involved too? Yeah, oh. yeah. So it was that or play music. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so learn uh, learn uh, Beatles songs very badly from some guy that you know the city paid. Right. What was your first guitar? How'd you get that? I you borrowed remember? it. Okay. I borrowed it from a friend of the family. I don't even remember who. I don't remember who. Yeah. And then that that was an acoustic one, probably some piece of junk. And then my first electric, I borrowed from a, a guy that I also knew in high school. So yeah. You just kept it, borrowed it, and kept no, it. No, no, no. I actually then uh, at the time <laughs> just to get started. Uh, yeah, just get started, and we played and started playing at parties and stuff. We play at the time, um, Stones, Cheap Trick, okay. um, that kind of stuff. You know, um, I guess it was late seventies. Yeah, and he would play the hard parts, and I'd play the easy parts. That that right. was in high school. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and then I eventually there was one guitar center around at the time. It was over off of Main Street in Santa Ana. Seventies. Or 80s? Um, let's see. This would have been, uh, the, yeah, like 79 probably. Oh, wow, okay. 78, 79. One guitar center down there. I think it's a clothing store now or something. But to go there was like, you know. Epic. Uh, yeah, like yeah. a pilgrimage. Yeah. You know, like yeah. a hajj. Yeah. Yeah. Like a journey, you know? And, <laughs> well um, said, well said. So I went down there, and I think that's where I got, um, I got a Black Les Paul that I did play on that early adolescent stuff. I swapped out the pickup for uh, a DiMarzio Super okay. Distortion. Nice. This time. And it was a crown uh, cover, a copy. It looked it looked a lot like a Les Paul. I don't know, you know, they have those lawsuit models, but right, uh, right. And then, and then, crown was made by uh, whoever it is that makes Gibson too at the time. So I talked myself into thinking it was just as good as Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> what was the band called? The um, first one. That I, one. We didn't even have a name. Okay. It was just, just some shitty just play high a show. School, band. Shitty high school band. Yeah. Playing <laughs> parties and stuff. Yeah. That's how it always is. Hot parties and yeah, things like that. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. You yeah. Gotta, I, I have a theory that you have, when you're learning, you know, unless you're sort of an anomaly like, you know, Frank or Rick or something, right. you, um, you have this certain amount of shitty playing in you. You have to yeah. get it yeah. out. You got to get it out. You got to get it out. <laughs> so yeah. the sooner it's you start true, getting right. that shit out, man, yeah. get it out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I still have some that squeezes through. I still have some down. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's a good one. So what was like a major musical influence? Because, you know, we, I mean, in terms of actually starting picking the guitar too, I guess. Well, I, like, guess, I guess way back then it was really um, the first stuff that I started to get into was maybe like The Ventures. Okay. You guys know The Ventures? I think you, you played some of their stuff while we were on the road. I Probably, think, yeah. yeah. So, so The Ventures, it was a surf band from, from here. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I bought their Play Guitar with The Ventures album, which I, I still have, and it's got a little booklet and everything and nice. it was pretty much as useless oh it's as like a, a learn guitar with the ventures kind of thing yeah okay. yeah it didn't, didn't work that well you no. know <laughs> and then and then uh what i really when i really started to get into rock and roll i think it was more um i remember some of my, my early stuff was uh, alice cooper okay uh, credence clearwater even uh, 10 years after um new york dolls that kind of stuff okay. but really you know in high school when they say you form your 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 tastes uh, I was listening to Ted Nugent, Cheap Trick, Kiss, okay. Alice Cooper, uh, Rolling Stones, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And this was in the era. Well, that was when they were, you know, at, I think at the height of their powers. You know, I right. I saved my uh, my gardening and my my lawn mowing money to go out and buy Aerosmith Rocks, which right. was like their fifth album. And yeah. you know, the, still is nothing as good. That's when everything was new, like all yeah. the sounds, <laughs> especially like the hard rock. You know, yeah. had, had entered a <clears throat> I guess what we call a classic phase now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and and I still, you know, crank that stuff. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, but it was like I said, the band I was in, um I, w- I wasn't that good. No. And <laughs> so when when uh punk rock came along and I heard the Ramones. And g- still like, in high school, right? Uh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, shit, I can do that. Right. <laughs> I, you know, I can I can do that and and so that that was pretty much, you know, when I heard that stuff um you know ramones clash sex pistols yeah um it was pretty much off to the races after that nice. and you know i can kind of play some of the aerosmith stuff better now then i, I think i got all that <laughs> shitty stuff out most of yeah. it anyway you know that's funny how so many people say that like once they heard punk rock like oh, i can do that and uh-huh. then it changes everything because like your mind goes back to like a kid's you know when your kid doesn't even know that they can't do it right that kind of thing yeah you just don't worry about being able to do it, I just do it. You well, know? I also happen to be at a prime spot for that because in my age group was all the guys from the adolescents, yeah, 
all the guys from Social Distortion, all the guys from Agent Orange, yeah. and the guys that would be DI, the, right. the Detours and all them. They're, yeah. uh, some a little bit older, some a little bit younger. Yeah. And um, you knew all each other because of high school and where you lived? Uh, partially from high school. there was, uh, but, but for myself, I went to a different high school than most of those guys. Most of those guys went to Fullerton and Troy. Yeah. And uh, some El Dorado, the Agent Orange guys are from El Dorado. Yeah. I went to Servite, which is an all-boys high school in, oh, okay. in Anaheim. All right. So it was so punk rock was hated even more. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. But I but was, they were uh, around. Like everybody was doing that. Yeah, right? yeah. We yeah. would see people at the same parties. I think it's where it started. Okay. Uh, for me, there was a there's a street uh, called Central off of Acacia. It's kind of over by Cal State. Okay. And I went to a party there because you know everybody kind of found out where the parties were. Right. So I go to this party and there's this band playing in the uh, in the garage, and and all these you know what you call punkers now. They all had colored hair, leather jackets, and stuff. Yeah. And that was. Uh, um, Mike Ness and Dennis Anell and Guy Biddy from these different bands who I would soon come to know real well. Yeah. The band in the garage were dressed like, kind of like chicks, like bad drag queens. Okay. Uh, the singer was wrapped in barbed wire. They played really wow. loud. A real barbed wire? And it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And it was, yeah, he's rolling around, <laughs> rolling around on the ground and everything. Oh, crap. And uh, the, the cops came and shut it down and they locked us in the garage. So, you know... Being in a band and stuff, I'm curious. I'm talking about just hanging out, waiting for yeah, waiting for the cops to leave. (laughs) And uh, Mike Ness is in the front yard getting in a fight as usual. And (laughs) so I'm talking to these guys and and just asking them questions about their gear and stuff. Yeah, uh, one of the guitar players was using a hair dryer on his guitar. All all crazy stuff, you know. So it's unheard um, of, yeah. But they they they, the the guitars were loud and dirty, and the music was hard and everything. So I was into it. Yeah. And it turned out it was a band called Naughty Women. Okay. Right. So. I go, okay, I'll keep my eye out for these guys. Got to, got to check this out. It's, you know, this was 79 or something. Yeah. yeah. No, nothing like this. So uh, the next week, I took the bus to a school dance, and it was over off of uh, Euclid and uh, La Palma. There used to be oh. a muffler shop right there. Still is, I think. Okay. And I'm yeah, right walking here. by. Uh, yes, it was Midas, and I'm, I'm walking by it uh, from the bus stop, and I hear there's a band in there jamming. And I'm like... I'm like, this is impossible. It was hmm. like the same songs, because the songs are unrec- un- un- unmistakable, these, yeah. the Naughty Women songs. And I'm walking by, looking, there's like the Like in the muffler guys. shop? In the muffler shop. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just standing on the, the, yeah. the racks and everything. <laughs> I walk up, I knock on the window, they, re- they remember me, so I went yeah. in and hung out with them and watched them practice and digging on it. It was cooler than going to a school dance. Right. You know? Yeah, right. So uh, I, I became friends with them, you know, kind of kindred spirits, yeah. and uh, started to roadie for them. Okay. So then I would, that was, you know, I would go and see uh, Agent Orange, Social Distortion. So they were playing big, bands. bigger shows after that house party that you um, saw. Yeah, yeah. They were playing at clubs and stuff. Yeah. yeah okay. they, they started, you know, playing with like Red Cross at the Mask and yeah. uh, a, lot of, a lot of different shows. Um, and they usually, you know, the punks didn't really like them and the, the hippies didn't like them. And, they're uh, like in the middle. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're you know, they, that's what they went for. Yeah. And, and uh, Bill actually was the guitar player. And sort of one of the masterminds, and he's the guy that owns Black Hole Records. Uh-huh. So as it turns out, I'm hanging out with those guys, you know, young, impressionable. Somebody might have bought me a beer here and there. Yeah, right. and just one though. Uh, yeah, just one. <laughs> of course, of course. And uh, so I got a lot of my education uh, about the new music and and, and first hand what's coming out right now. And yeah, yeah. These guys are a couple years older, and they were on top of it. And, nice. Uh, well, Bill, you know, runs Black Hole. If you've ever met Bill, he's just this nonstop. You know, he's a fire hose of, of knowledge about music, nice. and particularly, um, I guess you'd call it alternative. You know, whatever you okay. You call no, it. I've never met him. Oh, you should go by there. We should okay. Oh, you sure. got to go by there. Over right. Fullerton. It's a great record store. Great guy, and his wife Anna. She's really cool too. She cool. was around early early days too. So, it went from roading to occasionally there. You know, somebody a guitar player couldn't make it, yeah. so I'd fill in. Okay. And so I'd fill in with those guys for a bit. Um, you know, Mike Ness sometimes filled in on drums, uh, you know, now social distortion. Yeah. Uh, at one point we had a, a drummer named Jeff Isbell and that's, uh, Izzy from Guns N' Roses. Oh, no wow. Way. Yeah. Yeah. I wow. was, uh, I met Duff one time and I, we're, I was talking about that and he said, Oh, you're, you're from that band. I yeah. Go, yeah. 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 And, and <laughs> that's we, fun. Yeah. It was, it was kind of cool. He fully knew about Naughty Women because Izzy had told him all about yeah. it. 
So all this just from that one band that you just saw that one time and then you walked past. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, wow, isn't, that, isn't that, I mean, I think that was maybe meant to happen. Right, or, yeah, you of know, course. Better or worse, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, did pretty, you, pretty cool. Did you uh, make a decision that you wanted to just make a, make music your life or were you just kind of going with the flow? I was just kind of just doing whatever I felt like doing, yeah. you yeah. know, this is early days, high school right. stuff. And, you know, sort of if I knew then what I what I know now. Um, but that, that said, I, I don't think I would change anything. I'm, right. I'm happy with my life. I'm of happy course. with everything. So I, yeah. I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> but I would, if I was trying to, you know, have a music career, I, there's a lot a of things harder. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a few things I'd have done differently. Right. So did you join, did you end up joining the band or just filling in and then? Um, kind of, it was a pretty fluid situation. Yeah. So sometimes I play, sometimes, yeah. you know, sometimes I play one guy's spot. Sometimes I play That's the other. That's weird. That's funny because that kind of, tr- it's like it's kind of what you do now, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you got so <laughs> yeah, many that's bands, true. That's a you good just kind of like put, you know, because I everybody. Well, I'm a I'm know. a quick learner. Right, you that's know? the thing. That's so. cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's all fours, you know. It's all one, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. If it ain't four, it's eight, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. How many bands are you playing in now? Yeah, uh, do we have count? This is fast forwarding twenty think, years well, later. Well, I mean, define playing in. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just recorded some stuff with the Rockaways the other day. It was oh, nice. like a five song medley that they crammed together. So it was a, a eight minute song. Oh, no. So, and so uh, we're, I'm not sure what they're doing with it, but they've got uh, Casey from DI on it. I think they got oh, cool. uh, Eddie from uh, from the Dickies. They've got, they're, they're trying to put together a whole a super group. Yeah. Kind of a That's thing. That's cool. Just for, thing. Uh, nice. It's not going to be any live stuff that I know of. Just a, uh, um, project EP kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I went out uh, to the studio. They, they, they're they doing it at this studio in, I think, Norco. Okay. And the guy already had, you know, I'm a Les Paul Marshall kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. Guy had a killer vintage Marshall setup in the studio. Just ready, ready to go. Ready, All yeah. I had to do was plug nice. in. I nice. I did, uh, did a few tracks and panned them out, EQ'd them. Yeah. Came oh. out killer. Nice. Just killer on tape, two inch yeah. tape. Nice. So really anxious to hear the rest of it. When I played on it, it was just drums and me. Oh wow! So, uh, you so know, it was all you were putting the backbone on that. Well, yeah, it's yeah. kind of hard to you know, it's kind of winging it a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. but it's kind of hard to do without the. Ba- I was assuming that everything would be there except me. Oh right, man. the other way around. <laughs> no, yeah. So I was kind of with. I, luckily, I wrote out a uh, sort of roadmap and put it on. Yeah, the, you had a plan. Yeah, yeah put true. it on the on the. Mixer. So how many bands in total have today have a count you've been in? Oh, geez. since gotta be since like, that first one. Well, well, I guess gotta be fifteen or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. And, I mean, counting all the the ones that I wouldn't count. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the ones you don't talk about. They gave right, you fifty right, bucks or right, something. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> or they just were, sucked. You know, yeah. you gotta gotta get those right. out. Yeah. Were they all like kind of punk oriented styles bands, or um, that you've always been? Yeah, in? you know, I did one that was. Yeah, they're all they were all basically punk at yeah. uh, at, at the core. Yeah. Um, you know, there might have been more. There might have been a, a, a pop punk or right, a metal right. punk, or there was a, a sort of a goth punk, yeah. or um, you know, female fronted punk, or. Yeah. But yeah, all variations are the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, still loud Marshall uh, nice. Gibson distortion thing. That's cool. Um, I have a question I've been asking people here. How far has what's the farthest like a band is taking you? Like music, physically, like a country or what's the farthest you've toured? I guess well, is the question. Um, done Mexico. Um, when I was working at Club Med, I played in. Uh, I think where was that? I think it was Turks and Caicos. Okay. Um, then of course, Missouri. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. Idaho yeah. Falls. Yeah. Yeah. Idaho yeah. Falls. That's pretty far. How many miles is that? Just one long. long. Yeah. Like a ways, From man. here, seven thousand miles and back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. That was a good one. That so, was yeah. So from your your music life in high school and then into early eighties, where did you go? What happened after that? So that group of people that were. Um, they were hanging out. There were became the early Orange County punk scene. Um, I, I, I hung out with Agent Orange quite a bit too, <clears throat> and at the time that was Scott Miller and uh, Steve Soto and Mike Palm. Yeah. Now, so Mike's the only original member now, but uh, Steve became a friend of mine. And I got him a job where I was working at the time, which was Del Taco over by Cal State Fullerton. <laughs> so I got him a job there, and I got Troy Ness, Mike Ness's younger brother, a job there, and I had gotten a job there because. Uh, some girls I knew said, "Hey, this is a fun place to work. Come and work." And oh, they they work there too. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah a bunch the of them and their older sisters. So the older sisters were managers. Oh yeah. So we pretty much had free <laughs> run of the place. Oh, yeah. nice. And we when we had parties, 
we'd have those giant uh, uh, Del Taco cups. Yeah. yeah. We'd have hamburgers. We'd have buns. Right. Everything, man. It was great. <laughs> and then the, the older sisters would want to go do whatever they were doing, and they'd leave us in charge. They kind of thought I was responsible. Right. So, yeah, yeah, they thought wrong. That was a party <laughs> over there, man. I wouldn't have eaten over there. It's probably fine now, but I don't know if I'd have eaten over there back then. Uh, <laughs> you said, yeah, you said a story. What was it? You guys did something to the, what is it, the sauce or something? Well, there's a, did some, there's a lot of different stories. Did something you know, to maybe sauce. we should talk about that. Yeah, I probably don't want to. I, I don't know if the, I don't know what the statute <laughs> That's of limitations. Talk. That's a van right. talk. That's van talk. But I will talk. tell you that that Del Taco hot sauce, if you take it and you put a penny in it overnight and come back and rinse it off and wash it off, that penny's gonna look like it's brand new. Oh yeah. Yeah. Still oh. love it though. It's what still does good that? Stuff. What does that do to your ass? Well, you know, I think you know the I answer mean, to that. We've all had Del Taco at some point. Did not eat it anymore. Yep. Well, so let's take a musical break of uh, something that you brought, and then uh, we'll go from there, I think. All right, a word from our sponsors. Yo, man, our band needs a new demo, but I don't want to pay through the ass for it. Bro, we've been playing a lot of gigs, and we need to work on writing this album, and we need our own monthly lockout. Hey, man, my grandma says we can't practice in the garage anymore. Have any of your band members ever said some shit like this? We've got you covered. DHS Rehearsal and Recording is a full-service recording studio, hourly rehearsal space with monthly lockouts available, located directly next to the Doll Hut live music venue in beautiful Anaheim, California. Centrally located right off the 5 Freeway in Lincoln Avenue. Open seven days a week. Give us a call at 714-855-2535 at 714-855-2535 or visit us online at dollhutstudios.com Facebook and Instagram at dollhutstudios
Welcome back. You're listening to episode five of the Hodge Podcast, our journey through food, music, and travel, podcasting from beautiful West Anaheim, California at Dollhut Studios. We are your hosts, Philip and Freddie, and as you heard, our guest today is J.O.D. Thanks for being here again, John. What did we just hear? Thanks for having me. So the first one was uh, the original recording of uh, Who's Who. We did, uh, I think it was in Santa Ana on a two-track, yeah. and it ended up going on... It was for a BYO. Well, no, actually, we did it just on our, our own. Um, and then we gave it to BYO for their first release called Somebody's Gonna Get Their Head Kicked In. How long ago was that? Uh, that must have been like 1980. And then uh, it may have come out later, but I think it was 80. And then it was also on the American Hardcore movie. I think they put it on a couple of, uh, on a live album. Uh, some bonus tracks, and yeah. then also on that, uh, uh, the, the adolescent demos and live right. stuff that was yeah. on there. So, like, I played half of that, and then Rick played half of that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> That's cool. That was actually pre-Rick. That was Frank doing the lead on that one. Uh-huh. And then the one after that was a band called Famous Last Words. That is uh, Jim from Functional Lunatics on drums. Yeah. Full circle, man. Yeah, that's, that's funny. And, it's a small world. And then also Alfred, uh, who's currently in Doggy Style, played uh, guitar ah. and sang on that as well. Cool. And that was from our uh, album. We did an album for Posh Boy in the, I think it was the late 80s. That's cool. Um, nice. You, that was fun. You have a pretty distinct guitar sound. Uh, it's a solid rhythm guitar. Uh, whenever you play rhythm, usually we, I know it's your sound. Yeah, I use the same setting for when I do lead too, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll boost it. Well, but... what what is your sound? How do you how do you get your sound? How did you find your sound? Well, I like I said, I always like the Les Pauls, so um, I've always played Les Pauls. Um, I got a Strat, I got a BC Rich, I got a Yamaha acoustic, just for you know, just so it's not the exact same sound. Uh-huh. Uh, I've, I was recording with uh, Derek O'Brien one time, and he insisted. So they were playing my strat because every all the other tracks were you know the yeah the, the BT, I understand, uh, I understand double that, yeah. thing. So I um so it's uh, generally uh, going to be a, a Gibson Les Paul of some sort. I prefer them heavier and older, and I put Seymour uh, Duncan's in them, JB's fifty eights, and then uh, I've got a what is it? I got a nineteen seventy nine hundred watt Marshall JMP, uh, no Super Elite, sorry. Yeah. And uh, through a four twelve uh, cabinet, I've recently played. Uh, Black stars because I thought they would be easier to lug around and they're not. They, they, they <laughs> no, they're a not. Ton, they're not easy. Yeah, to as lug you around. know, that's yeah. right. Yeah, those things weigh a ton, and <laughs> yeah. the strap when the strap breaks, you're in trouble. I know. So, so really, the you know the the, the less ball with a uh, super distortion. Uh, excuse me, not a super distortion. I started off with uh, Demarzios because Seymour Duncan wasn't around back then. Oh, okay. But once I tried the Duncans, they uh, they're just awesome sounding, and uh, I play with. Um, Usually, you know, I'll start off with the EQ flat and uh, the guitar all the way up, the tone all the way up, just the rear pickup. And then uh, what I like about the Black Star is you've got the three tone knobs, but then you've also got these other two. There's a resonance and a presence. Right. So depending on the room, you can just use the resonance for the low end and the presence for the higher end. I'm guessing it's probably like 3K and I don't know what the resonance uh, is. But And yeah, the caveat, it, it's it's kind of small. So it, yeah. it, sure, it's heavy, but you don't have to carry another cab around. Right, right. It's a, Yeah, it's a, I think it weighs 80 pounds, 60, yeah. 60 watts versus the 100 for the... Right. You know, and, and with the 100 water, I've got a... Uh, I, I like the Boss uh, distortion pedal. And yeah, I also awesome. like... Uh, uh, I've got a couple of Marshalls. I've got one called a uh, Shredmaster that I just don't dare to take on the road it's, no it's all metal and <laughs> i've never even seen much. the marshall it'll, pedal <laughs> no it'll, it'll die yeah and i've got another one called the governator that i had to find used on some website and it's got the controls and the sound of like a marshall you know just okay like it was on a marshall so sometimes i play it through other things but i prefer to use my own yeah you know, use my own gear yeah i feel you and you also like to use the orange slinkies or yeah the balls? hybrid yeah i usually yeah, use the hybrid had to borrow those from yeah. me a few times oh yeah a couple times <laughs> i stole it's, you a couple uh, of packs you know the, for uh, the next tour it's, it's super slinky with uh the e and the a the low e and the and the a are uh, a little bit heavier yeah that's that's so. what you need for your your style yeah i started using those for my strat only and slinkies on my paw but i thought well a little heavier ain't gonna hurt it so yeah, i just right? use them you know it makes it easier just buy one one kind um, you're also known as the go-to guitar player, as we said earlier, because if somebody needs to fill in or this and that, they, they call you. Yeah. How did I'm, that happen? I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. happened. I, maybe I'm a quick learner. Um, 
Maybe I'm I'm too easy. Maybe you're more responsible than everybody else cheap. nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit more. No drama, I would say. That's helps. true. No, right? no, no, no. <laughs> come in and come in and do it. And I do, I do like to you know let the music do the talking, as they yeah, say. Exactly. The, you yeah. know, you you, you you hear some people and you know they're yapping and you just know. Yeah, they're not gonna deliver. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's better to it. better to just be quiet and go do your job. Exactly, that's cool. Um, also, uh, do you have do you ever have uh, original songs that you put out there on your own or at home or you don't even put out? Yeah, or? you know, I, I I do, but I <laughs> you don't never share have to the time. world. I never have time to do them. Yeah. No, I got it now. My my my, uh, I need to get. Uh, I got some new software. I need to learn. So, what are those songs like? Yeah, same same as I always you know punk rock songs. Yeah, yeah, punk rock with uh, a little bit of classic. And they're um, fully written out with lyrics or just well, ideas? They're in various states. Of okay, so you do have lyrics disrepair. as well. And... <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm not so much a lyric guy. I've got lyrics kind of, I've got a notebook I, with ideas. stuff scrawled in it. So yeah. uh, if I can ever take them and cram them together one of these days, you know. Yeah, I look forward to that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I got I to gotta do we that. We got a studio, come record it. I need, uh, I, need like, I need like 48 hours a day. I know, right? <laughs> I know, there's yeah. not enough time. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. We should do a J.O.D. album. What? Feature everybody else, everybody you know. Done. That's a good idea. Yeah, that would be awesome. Leave it. And Put me on that. There. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so cool. uh, I do ask all the musicians what their writing process is. So if you if you do have a process, whenever if you did have those forty eight hours, would you have a process for that? Would Man. you would you have a ritual or would you have a would you write the rhythm guitar first? Yeah, or? it would all start with the rhythm guitar. I would sit down and uh, and, and just start playing. Yeah, get the chords and in. yeah, yeah. Just figure out what the chords are, and then um, I tend to lean towards um, like if the guitar is moving around a lot, it'll be a real straight bass thing, or if the bass is moving around a lot, it'll be a real straight guitar thing. Okay, and then, and then maybe some kind of a harmony over it, or just a straight. You know, I'm I'm I don't mind doing like straight Ramones kind of thing. You know, right. you to, I mean, everything's been done before, so <laughs> you know, if you can get a little chord change that's cool or or different, uh, maybe dissonant or um, you know, like what you guys do—that uh, that um, that sort of Eastern sound. Yeah, okay. I do like to throw that in there when I can. Nice. Um, you know those high the chord the high the harmony chords, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and everybody, yeah. everybody Fuller does. Yeah, those, yeah. Yeah, those all <laughs> those came from cool. yeah, like the yeah. mechanics. Uh, yeah. Oh, the mechanics, right? And, and yeah. then it just trickled down to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's funny. That's cool. And also, uh, if you were to give some advice on, on somebody who's trying to write music, would you have anything uh, to to add to that? Um, don't get caught stealing. You're always, you know, I mean, I know you're going to do it, but I mean, we all steal ideas because everything's written, right? And it's a big gray area between influence and stealing, you know, I've, I've, uh, I wrote one song one time. I'm like, man, that's a great song. And then (laughs) uh, sitting around, I actually played it in some bands and everything. And I don't know, a year later, I turned on an old motorhead album I hadn't listened to in a long time. I'm like, Fuck that's, that's that fucking song. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, Sometimes you don't even know you did it. Right, you know? like, right. It's right. just in your. It's we've in your had, brain. We've had songs that yeah. we've written and recorded, and we've heard it from another band, huge band, like that right. was written and recorded twenty years ago. We never heard that song before. Right. Yeah. 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 So it Ignor- happens. Ignorance is no excuse of the law. Right. That's that's true. <laughs> that's true. So serious, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I think it's that's time to take another break. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll go to the next section of food talk. All right. We'll yes. The Hosh right. Podcast from Doll Hut Studios. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to the Hodge Podcast, broadcasting live from uh, Doll Hut Studios in beautiful West Anaheim, California. Our guest today, John O'Donovan. <sighs> what did we just listen to? Well, that was the Amoeba 2018 from the Radolescence. Yeah, fresh, the, the fresh Amoeba. Yes, that's my current project. By Radolescence, right? Yep, yep. So that's all Adolescence guys. It's uh, me, you know, the from the original pre-Blue Album. Actually, demos, I guess, for the Blue Album. And then Rick and Casey. Everybody knows, and Dan, who uh, toured with them, and Frankie, who has played with them and is the nephew of Rick and the son of Frank Sr. Yep. On vocals, and he is killing it. Yeah, man. pulls it off awesome. Totally. Oh, yeah. So we did that for um, for the video. We did a video. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, it'll ask you, you know, did you mean adolescence or uh, adolescence or something? You know, so <laughs> you click on the one and and it was yeah. shot at the at the at uh, the bar at Dalhut Studios. Yep, mostly here and uh, also at a at a set. You'll see that if you see the long version. And uh, I'm in the crowd shots. Ah uh, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I think I was there too, wasn't I? I, I remember. I was kind of like wandering around. You don't remember? Sal was in the cr- all the crowd <laughs> That's shots. Long... Dare <laughs> <laughs> <Dear> you? <laughs> uh... Okay, so this part of the show usually uh, drags a little bit because we just ate a meal. <laughs> My brain is not working and fast right it's now. It's more like, yeah, I was just kind of sitting back. Uh, I cheated. I went in the bathroom. I did some math. Oh, yeah? yeah? Oh, yeah that's yeah. why you're so perky. Did, did you yeah, pass? You know. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you got a question, Freddie? Do I have a question? I don't know. Where are we going with this uh, going food with talk? Huh? It's oh, food yeah. talk time. Oh, yeah, yeah food yeah. talk Freddy? time at the, the Hodge Podcast. All right. Uh, you started off with the food talk time. Yeah, I lost my notes because I'm well, so we, full. <laughs> we well, we toured, so you know a little bit of my right? food. Well, what will be, that's got with the opposite. What will be your favorite food? Um, I got to like, say probably either seafood or pizza. Wow, two oh. extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have more seafood and less pizza, but I think it's the other way around. Other man. Around, yeah. Just fucking apps, man. It's so easy. <laughs> yeah, just order it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What kind of seafood? What's the be- what's your choice? Man, I like uh, I like pretty much all seafood. I had jellyfish the other day. Jellyfish. Oh, how's that? That wasn't like that one. Is so it great. chewable? <laughs> like it chew it? It's chewable. That's a good way of putting it. It's it's it's. it's I didn't know you could. Is it just water in there? How does it? No, it's like cartilage? gelatin. It's all gum, like it's all gum, kind of like escargot. But is there a flavor? Well, they they cooked it they in a bunch of flavor, stuff. Yeah, yeah I don't think there's really a Chilling flavor fish. to it. And yeah. did that? You know, you gotta look at it and kind of go Ugh, put it in my mouth. It's like snotty. I had a, a conch. Uh, <laughs> I had that conch. Yeah, uh, conch. They call it the pistol. Pistol. And, uh, yeah, they, they they like to say that's the the sex organ, but uh, I looked it up. It's actually uh, like a. Um, a digestive thing or something. Okay. I don't know. It's this big stringy. <laughs> it's a big penis thing. Yeah. You know, it's a big slimy just, penis. Oh, it's just clear. It down. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it on uh, on this, this last season of um, um, Bachelor in Paradise. The guy acted like it was all disgusting, and oh. and it wasn't as that bad. But I mean, I don't watch that. I happen to walk in the room. Uh-huh. I, I saw uh, that yeah. scene. I, I don't really watch every that Wednesday night. night. <laughs> <laughs> well, Survivor. Now I'm into Survivor. Survivor. I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> say Survivor actually. Oh yeah, I love Survivor. I don't know. It's still going that show. Yeah, That's yeah, crazy. it's yeah, it's a bit of a formula now, but still. I always wanted to do it, so I yeah. thought I could kick ass well, on it. Well, when you, yeah. when I you, could, I could see you on that. Yeah, I'd probably get thrown right out. Grumpy <laughs> well, old guy. <laughs> at some point in your life, you went and you lived basically. You scuba dived for months and months and months. Years and years and years. Yeah, and years yeah. and years. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Was that was that where you got your seafood uh, craving? No, and, I liked and it before did, that. And why did you do that? Well, I've been a, a diver since I was a kid. My dad was a diver back in the, you know, uh, sea hunt days, and I guess that dates me a little bit, but the. Uh, double hose regulator and all that kind of stuff and he'd come home and i'd see you know it's a cool thing yeah so one summer when i was about 14 my mom said you know find something to do because you're not staying around the house you know staying around the house you're gonna mow the lawn and weed and stuff so i took diving classes yeah and i so i took uh diving classes and it was through a regional occupation program and stayed in it uh till i was um about 18 and at which point i got all my specialties my dive master my master diver and my instructor. Nice. So I then just kind of stayed and taught that class a little Where's bit. Where's the diving run here? Where, where would oh, you Laguna. Go? Laguna, oh, okay, Laguna. There's great right. stuff. We used to go down to Newport sometimes, catch clams. Nice. Uh, and back then, you could actually find something worth shooting yeah, or right. taking to eat. Uh, it's pretty picked over nowadays. I bet. They've turned it all into a sanctuary, which is a good thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. But um, then one, uh, 
my, my brother also did it, and he, he went down, and he was working at uh, Club Med in Tahiti in Morea. So I went down to visit. I got the time off for another job, right? I didn't have enough time off. Yeah. And uh, I told my boss, I, I got this opportunity, go down there and visit, work yeah. for a couple of weeks and, and check it out. And he said, okay, we just promise you're coming back. So I went down there, and when you go on the dive boat, you've got to show, show your C card, it's certification card. Well, mine's an instructor, and uh, by the time the boat got back to the to the dock, the chief uh, sports knew that I was an instructor, and she offered me a job. That's so awesome. So I said, never went back. I said yes. Well, I I came back and I quit my job. <laughs> oh, and, so you did fulfill your promise? I did promise. I didn't <laughs> want to break my promise. So yeah. then then I flew out to uh, Turks and Caicos and worked there for almost a year. When was it? Like eighty something, ninety something? Uh, early nineties. Okay. Yeah, so I did that for several years. So nice. I got thousands of dives. We'd dive in the morning. Uh, we would dive twice in the morning, once in the afternoon, Thursday nights, seven days a week. What's the deepest? Awesome. Deep, the deepest you've dived? I went two hundred forty-seven. Two hundred forty-seven. Two hundred forty-seven feet. Feet over the side of a wall in uh, uh, Turks and Caicos. Okay. Which is not something you're supposed to do. No. We kind of. Um, we used regular air and we were kind of each on our own. Okay. We went down to a wall, uh, well, a drop off about 60 feet, drops down to about 100. Then we followed the 100 footer down and mm. over the wall and then down the wall. And what we did is we hung uh, tanks off the side of the boat okay. because there was no way you're going to have enough air to go all the way down there. Oh, that's, that's crazy. crazy. And then we actually didn't have enough tanks. So the first guy's up. Refilling? No, we had plenty of tanks up okay. on board, oh, right. but they weren't hanging over. So the first guy up starts tying ropes around tanks and throwing them over the side. <laughs> so we, uh, at, at the time, the computer that I had would, uh, at, at that kind of a depth, it would tell you to stop at 20 feet and do a decompression stop. Oh, then yeah. you're safe to go to 10 feet, do another decompression stop, and then get up on board. Well, just to be safe, I, I, I did the 20-foot stop, stayed there until it went to 10 feet, Stayed there until the ten foot. Oh, you cleared. doubled up on the. Yeah, then I went yeah. to ten feet and waited until my air ran out, and then I then I got up on board. So we all had dinner together that night and kind of kept an eye on each other, yeah, make sure, crazy. Uh, that's wow. make sure no symptoms popped up. So yeah, yeah that's insane. That's nice. I would not recommend it. No, I not just, worth it. <laughs> not well. No, I mean I'm glad I did it. Yeah, and I'm you know I'm just extraordinarily talented diver. Oh, that's so, you know. that's awesome. <laughs> I've never done it. I'd love to do that. But also we we were regularly doing dives. 100 150 feet there yeah. you know day day after day and you do sort of gain a bit of a a tolerance to the narcosis yeah, yeah the more you do and it to the effects and stuff so that's um, crazy yeah yeah we worked up to it that's a little cool. bit we've so. never done we've never dove but we, we've done just snorkeling snorkeling can be great. Yeah. 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 i mean really that's fun catching stuff with a net there's not much to see that far down usually it's dark because it's dark. the light doesn't penetrate down there so most of the life is going to be between uh you know, zero and 20 feet, really, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe 30. So right. that's within snorkeling range. Yeah. Plus, if you're going to fish or anything, uh, the bubbles scare the fish and the, and oh, the animals right. and stuff. So really, that's why those the spear fishermen are, are all snorkeling. They're just, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. The bubbles are minimal compared that makes to sense, a scuba huh? diver, yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. It's always fun to be under there and just kind of... I love it. It's yeah. a different it. world. It just... You know? uh, I just did a shark feed last week with about 30 sharks. It was awesome. Wow. No, I haven't done that either. That, that must oh, yeah. Awesome. You, I did a lot of those. I did them in Turks and Caicos, did them in Tahiti. Uh, this was a little bit different, but it was it was always cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And you got to keep up with your certification, right? Does it expire? Or? There's different uh, stages. So my instructor's uh, status is inactive. So I would have to, Take I don't know, course. whatever it is. The, I don't know what the standards are today, yeah. but you may have to monitor a course. And then pay your insurance. The main thing is pay your insurance. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know? you get, if you die or somebody yeah, dies. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the funny thing about, about diving is, you know, you get a class in there. And I, I did this myself because I went with a, with a group that I uh, called UNEXCO, the Underwater Explorers. And they um, have you sign this waiver. It's three pages of initials and a signature. Uh, I just laughed all the way through it because yeah. the reality is. You do all that. Well, no, you, <laughs> you, they give you a waiver. Yeah. So they want you to sign a piece of paper that says you're not going to sue them if something happens and they're taking you underwater with compressed air where, where you've never been. And or, something that could happen. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the fact of the matter is the reason that they do the waiver is because if you teach in your lifetime, a thousand people to dive and something happens 
and that person says, oh, shit, I signed a waiver. I can't sue him, and they don't sue you, then it's worth all the, all the trees you've killed to, to have all those waivers. <laughs> Legally, they don't, hold, they don't hold water. Yeah, right. So, but it's just to keep them from suing you. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a Learned story something. about diving. That's awesome. Journeys through life. Uh, back to food. I'm going to go back to the, the simple date questions. Yes. Uh, are you a dessert kind of guy? Um, I usually, I do love dessert, but I'd prefer like if it's going to be like an ice cream cone or another piece of pizza, I'm going for the pizza. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the most part. Just yeah. like more food. What well, about... I like the, the flavor, you know, the, 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 the real food. As yeah. To yeah. The, uh, the what about like a favorite dessert? Like if you got one of those menus that have all the desserts and you see the one that you always, you know, if it, well, is most, there something? uh, most anything chocolate. Yeah. Like chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. If it's a chocolate on top of chocolate, I'm good. Yeah, nice. like a yeah, fudge, fudge ice cream. Yeah, that's good. Or those, uh, that's what's my it, like go-to. a lava cake or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah lava those cake are good. good. Yeah. Uh, from the road, I know, we both know that you, <laughs> you don't like creamy stuff. I don't like white food. You don't like white food. Now, white. anything white. It's not that not Caucasian I define white. it. Just, it looks No, it's not, it's not that I define <laughs> that I don't like white food. People see how I eat, and they go, oh, you don't eat white food? And I... Like no, I'll eat, I'll have almond milk, I'll have vanilla ice cream, I'll have whipped cream, but I just cottage cheese, sour cream, uh, mayonnaise. Ugh, mayonnaise is the worst, <laughs> man. I hate I that. Oh, I just really hate. What that about stuff. goat cheese? That's okay, but not a whole bunch. It's okay with <laughs> you know if if, if it's mixed in there, kind of. Not a fan of milk or not really. What about uh, creamy desserts like a creme brulee? Yeah, that'll do. But that's oh. also that's it's a little brown. It's kind of yellow. That's kind of golden. Yellow. Yeah, yeah, that's yellow. not that's yeah, not yeah. like straight um, white. Um, cauliflower. But, um, I'll do cauliflower. Yeah, but it's not Even mushy. Raw. Yeah, oh, raw, right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So yeah. no yogurt. Oh no, no yogurt. Disgusting. No, 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 no. <laughs> Unless it's the the yogurt, the ice cream, like yogurt land. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do yogurt land, but not the healthy ones. Yeah. What okay. was the first memory of eating something like that that you dislike? Let's get to the root of the problem. I think probably mayonnaise. Yeah? Just, like, yeah, my parents always knew never put mayonnaise on shit. I want to eat it. Yeah, but, but they liked mayonnaise. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but they like anything. My dad, man, he he used to, when he had to make us lunch, he would make us, like, I, I think I was traumatized. One time he made us peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. He used, you know what black forest bread is? It's black bread. Okay. And he put butter on it, like not melted butter, but like, like Thick pieces. barely, yeah, like barely spread, and then peanut butter, and then jelly. And I was just disgusted. And then another time, he loved that Black Forest bread. Another time he made sandwiches with, you know, that ham with that gel stuff on it? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Aren't you uh, supposed to take the gel off? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I think I don't people like eat it. it. I think people eat oh, the that's gel. fucking yeah. disgusting. Yeah. I, we had a, But that's not creamy. That's gel. Well, yeah. there's, there's, I also don't like avocados. I don't like tomatoes. Don't like avocados. I don't like tomatoes. Yeah, there's a lot of you stuff. You had some today. I had some in well, the salad. Tomatoes are kind of on the cusp. I, I, <laughs> okay. It depends I, like, if they Like, I'll eat them, like, if they're on a, on a pizza or on a burger. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes in a salad, just because I know that they're good for me. So it's kind of, you know, yeah. kind of that I just take the What's wrong with avocado? I don't know. I don't like them. You're from Cal- Southern California. You I know, know. I know. But I just, I don't like <laughs> And avocados. you're half Mexican. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and they're green and I'm Irish too. Yeah. So, no sauce on no guacamole? No, no, no. Oh my no, God. No. Occasionally, like a little tiny bit if it's like a, um, like, like a carnitas or, or maybe oh, a okay. dip. But like, like if you make that av- um, uh, guacamole, that's like mostly salsa. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. But I'd prefer like, you know, a regular salsa or it's regular. A, yeah, or, or what's that kind of You're like a hard a beans, Like a bean the, dip bean dip. Yeah, that's okay too. Yeah. So anything creamy ish, even though it it could maybe has the texture of cream, but it's not you it's might you probably don't white. like. More well, white. But more white. Yeah, then, you know, I thought I was a weirdo. And then, a little weird. A club well <laughs> that see I went one time I was uh, after my brother got married, uh back in uh ninety eight. Uh, we started. I started to notice that my sister-in-law also ate like the same as me. Oh, weird. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and, and There's got to be one something that something like triggered, triggered it. I don't know. I don't know. But it must have triggered her too. Do you I, like I garlic? Yeah, exactly. I do like garlic. Yeah, but what about garlic paste? You tried that? The garlic sauce? It's there's no cream. Okay. There's no cream in it. It's like pure take, garlic. I like to take the garlic paste and put it on salmon. Oh, and cook it. It's okay. really good. So it melts on. If you use it, it in yeah, use it in stuff. But, but to see it thick white on a piece of Black for you dip bread, your chicken you in it. Eh, probably not gonna. <laughs> you know, if there's something else to eat, I'm probably not gonna eat that. You know, 
<laughs> that may be one of the ones on the cusp too. Uh, black forest bread. That's a good I one. mean, the creamier stuff really isn't that he- healthy for you, so maybe it's good that you don't eat all that stuff. Uh, you're right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Oh man. So today's the day before Thanksgiving. So uh, as part of our food time, we have a meal, obviously, in our podcast. So I decided to do something light. You know, I I thought it was gonna be light, but it was actually pretty <laughs> it was, filling. Yeah, it was. But uh, so we had a fatouche. It's called fatouche. It's an Arabic, Middle Eastern, Lebanese uh, salad with uh, the main ingredient was sumac. You see the red, little red spice, the pieces of red. Oh, in there. Yeah, sumac. It's like a lemony. Oh, I thought it was lemon. There is there lemon is in lemon, it, but, but the main thing is sumac that makes the. Uh, yeah, lemon. I love the lemon stuff. Like with, uh, you know, not with just the Mediterranean stuff, but if you ever had uh, like Thai. Uh, beef salad, yeah, that lemon dressing, yeah, yeah, so good, yeah, lemon's yeah. great. That's our go-to on all yeah. the salads. It's it preserves sumac. the lettuce a little bit too, I think. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's true. Um, so they yeah, had the sumac in there, and then the crispy Arabic bread, kind of like soaks oh, in the flavors. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, it's 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 usually like a lunch in Lebanon, and that's all you have, like the what? whole family. A but huge. it's a big oh, I, ass, I can see, I can see that big ass bowl of it, and we eat it with, it with our hands. And uh, it's yeah. kind of fun that way. An animal. Savages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you eat with your hands, you can try it one day when you do have, when you're sitting at home and you can wash your hands. Yeah. Have a salad with a fork and knife, and then try it with your hands, and you'll notice that, that the, the metallic of the, the metal of the fork adds an extra flavor that you don't want in there. You're assuming that I haven't done that. Oh, you I'm probably have. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, wanna, I don't want to wash that fork. <laughs> <laughs> I also bite my fork, which my wife hates. Oh, oh that's man, not good don't for you. do that. It's not. It's like not when it just you happens. T- when you eat, yeah, when you, yeah. You just scrape it on your teeth? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I didn't know that, and she called me out on She's it the like, other day. Yeah, that sound is horrible. Really? I didn't bother me. But the white sauces. Just oh, yeah. The... I don't even like to think about those. Uh, I also made a little uh, vegetarian soup on the side that we had. Um, it was actually from last night, which people can do at home. Pretty simple. Some broth, some water, any veggies you can think of, potatoes, and threw some lentils and rice in there. Carrots. It was it had some peas and that was good. That it was, was good. good. It was pretty heavy. It, it, it got thick. You know. I was I was being polite about the peas. I, I can't stand peas either. Oh really? But, <laughs> yeah. The, the flavor got kind of covered up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I kind of mushed it in. There. That's yeah, why I mushed I, it because I had a feeling I, something in there. We were just, talking earlier. Oh, you couldn't identify anything. <laughs> Phil was saying, "I think I'm gonna blend it to make it more creamy." And I'm like, "Don't do it creamy because you don't want to eat it." Uh, I used to dump my peas on my brother's plates when they weren't looking. Oh, yeah. I just don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sweet it's nice they weren't though. bad they weren't bad sweet uh, how are peas fun. sweet peas are sweet oh my god <laughs> you have a problem dude they're kind of <laughs> they're kind of like avocados now that I think about Just it because they're, they're green they're kind of green and mushy <laughs> they are green yeah. and mushy it's true. oh my god a new one <laughs> that's funny but yeah, you, you guys you guys have, have dealt with me before, yeah, yeah so. we know we know it's uh, just funny to mess with you well you got me to eat goat cheese at times that's true that's true yeah it's good for you. Quite an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back.
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Hosh Podcast, our journey through food, music, and travel. Our guest today is the legend, J.O.D., John O'Donovan. Thanks again. And what did we just listen to, John? That was The Haters from uh, several years ago. It's band I've been in and out of over the years. Yeah. Uh, just had our, you know, put the period on the sentence uh, a couple months ago. And uh, some of those guys are with the band I'm playing with now, the Fighting Gaios. Uh, so yes. we're just putting together uh, some recording and played a couple gigs and working on a new song in a slightly different direction with the sound. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of fun. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, you've definitely been around the block, let's say, musically. Oh. Musically yes, speaking. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess personally, you've, you know, you've, you've done a few things that people haven't done in terms yeah. of your experiences. Some people just grow up in a city right. and die in, in a city. Thing, right, you know? yeah. So that's pretty cool. Did I mention I don't like strawberry flavored things? <laughs> what? But I, uh, yeah, wow. I, I like strawberries, but like a strawberry shake, I can't do. Did you think about no that way. when you were taking the crap in the bathroom? I was taking a piss, but oh, yes. All right. <laughs> no strawberry flavored things. Yeah, only what? strawberry, right, right, real strawberries. And just what about like raspberry flavored things? Oh, I love raspberry everything. I think we what? got I love raspberries. I think we got to do show, no, no a, a whole show on what <laughs> no. John doesn't like, and we cook all that stuff and we, and we eat it. Just, I don't think that's that. We need a camera for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, camera and a cattle prod. <laughs> uh, so other than try uh, different foods and things, what kind of advice can you give us? Advice, it's like a life thing. Like we're musicians. We met you, I mean, we're personal friends, obviously, but there's people right. listening to and people, you know, want to know what kind of... Well, I think oh, there's a lot of us out there that can spot a phony, so, yeah. you know, if you're trying to be the next Sum 41 or something, just just do us all a favor and get lost. And, <laughs> you know, in general, it's, uh, you know, just, um, I think what I've found is you uh, you don't have too much of a say in in your life you, yeah. you you know you got you can only just control the things you can control and right. and the rest uh you know it's not on on our terms it's on uh, whoever's terms right who was that whoever like the universe maybe yeah it's not it's that's beyond you know we don't know that yeah it's beyond there's no know. way to know huh right yeah I, I i sort of an agnostic i'll buy but a complete non-believer you're gonna be an idiot because you don't there's so much that we don't know that we don't know yeah. You can't make a definitive statement like that. Yeah. I just, I just, hey, I'm just a dummy plays guitar. <laughs> right. You know? So, yeah. I guess you just got to keep it real. You know, it got, it got me to, to, I've done a lot of stuff. I remember, you know, when I was in the Bahamas last week, I remember sitting on a beach saying, you know, shit, I could die happy today. And I thought back to 25 years ago. You said the same thing. I said the same thing. Yeah. So, you know, that's wow. cool. That's yeah. a good, yeah, that's a good way to be, you know, be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Put yourself somewhere where you, if you just died, you'd be happy right there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not, I don't want to die right now. But no, but I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> if you do, you'll be fine, you know? Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about in terms of, uh, like, advice in terms of uh, performance? Because I've seen you playing in a lot of bands and live and, Honestly, I think you hold it down pretty solid, chords and sound, and it's always like I would say perfect. How do you do that? How does well, somebody? Well, make sure your your strings are on there and stretched out, <laughs> right? Yeah. Make sure they're not dead. Yeah. Make sure you're on the same tuner as everybody else. Okay. You know, make sure that <laughs> you are in tune. Tuning is important. I mean, I can beat the shit out of my stuff and have it be in tune. Yeah. Uh, and the other part of the equation, I think, is is your tone. Work on your tone. Yeah. You know, you get your ear also. You, you gotta. You know, you gotta have the ear to to do it, really. And um, I mean, but, but people are listening, so you know, <laughs> tone yeah, is what's coming out, exactly. Right. Yeah. And when you go into a room, each room is different, so oh, you can't yeah. say, you know, I'm gonna, uh, you know, I always drive my mids higher than right. the rest. You might have a room that you know doesn't that doesn't yeah, work. You're not for gonna it. go to Doll Hut and crank it all the way up like right. you do in the big room that you practice in. Right. right? Bring your fuzz box for the, Turn for it the down. Doll Hut. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But you know, you gotta adjust your tone to you yeah. gotta develop that ear to hear what tone is yours and then adjust your gear to hit that tone. Yeah. And you know, you get it's just it's it's like anything else. You gotta just do it and do it and do it and do it. Right. And get all that shitty tone out. Yeah, yeah get all yeah. get all the crap out. Yeah, that's the theme I think for this. It show. is, yeah. <laughs> yes. and like off of that, like on a personal level, how does that guitar playing and setup and the that background how, does that translate into your personal life? Like any similarities that you know, not for musical life, but of the other side of it. You know, does mm -hmm. that is there a line that connects? Well, them? I'm kind of uh, 
OCD about both. I think. Yeah. I think, yeah. But that might have came before the before anything. Right. I'm a little. I'm a little weird about obviously yeah. <laughs> about some things. But yeah, yeah. I'm a little, little yeah, OCD. Yeah, you're weird in a funny way. Well, you know, you know when you go to Starbucks and you get the coffee and it has the line on the cup. Yeah. And then and then you have that little sleeve that goes around it. Uh-huh. Well, the line, uh, the sleeve is at an angle. The line on that. Yeah. So the top of that sleeve has to line up has with to. the line on the cup, and then the hole that you drink out of. Has oh. to be, line up with the line. No, no, it has to be 180 degrees off. The oh, other okay. side. Or else so it won't that, taste good. Yeah. It just, well, I just can't. I, I don't know. Just, I can't. I have you just keep it. looking at the line that's it's not just, Yeah, it just drives me crazy. Yeah. It's just, you know. That's funny. You guys didn't notice that? No, no, no okay. I didn't notice. Now I am. <laughs> I will notice that on the next tour. You watch, it'll never be off. That line's always on. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> that's cool. Anything yeah. you want to plug for us? That yeah, you, what's you know, happening these days? in your life well, now? What's next? I know you well, do we a got lot that of West Coast tour. You know, we got that coming up. Yeah, January. And uh, that's with the Rattle Lessons with you guys. Yep, that's going to be a good one. So we're kicking that off at the Doll Hut on the 4th, December 4th. January 4th. January yeah. December 2019. Shit, yes, and we're Not finishing t- it at a five-star bar in L.A. Yep. on January 19th. So that'll be all the way up the West Coast for fun. a couple of weeks. That's going to be awesome. And... Uh, after the after our third tour, the long haul, brutal long haul yeah. summer, <laughs> and uh, I'm also working on a movie right now that we are casting young adults and teens for. It's gonna be something that anyone listening to this is gonna be into. It's uh, about the early OC punk scene, uh, and so that is, uh, you know, I'm old, and this is when I was young. Right. So yeah. uh, what we talked about earlier, basically, but like in a movie form. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. So uh, so it's the same people that, uh, the same production crew that did the Amoeba 2018 video, uh, and Gabe, our, uh, I'm the producer. You and, are the producer. And Gabe is our director, and he also has a movie out called uh, Rude Boy the Movie. So cool. some of you might have seen that. Yeah. So it's... Um, is there a link to the movie coming up, or is there anything out um, there like you can follow a Twitter? Yeah, or? you can check it out, uh, Lunamax Films on Facebook. Lunamax. And if you are interested in uh, being cast, uh, we're casting the principals right now, and you can... Uh, there's a, an email on that website. To When's that gonna casting going to be done? We're Listen. in the middle of it right now. Okay. We're in pre-production for the movie right now. So it might be casting. done by the time you hear this, but give it a uh, shot. If maybe, you're but you, you know... know how long. Production it's, takes a long time. At the rate we're going, it won't be done. But okay, <laughs> that's, that's, that's we might have a great uh, session next time. So right. you yeah. never know. But yeah. we're we're still doing the principles, so we're early on. Okay, that's cool. And what's the what's the documentary going to be called, or the movie? Sorry, can you say um, it? can you say it or not? I'm not sure yet. if I can say it. All right, I think I'll withhold. Okay. We'll find withhold. out. It's about the early. It's pretty OC easy to if, you, if anybody guessed. But it's about yeah, it's a it's <laughs> a it's a, a musical family. All right, perfect. <laughs> cool. Figuratively and literally. All right. Well, that's our show, folks. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to the Hodge Podcast. Uh, we are broadcasting live from West Anaheim at Dalhut Studios. A big thanks to Salvador J. Baxter of SalsPhotos.net. Sal. I know you hear some clicking in the background of our show. That's him documenting our show, and really yeah. appreciate that. Uh, J.O.D., it's an honor to be your friend and an honor f- for you to be on our show. It's well, an I honor to, to tour thank with you, you. and uh, I, I feel I feel lucky that I, I, I'm meeting you and uh, and and. Your peers that have done so much in the music scene and I'm able to be part more of that. To, more to come. Yeah, we love you guys. I can't wait. Love you guys. Uh, for everybody else out there, please subscribe to our show. You can uh, check out our show at dollhutstudios.com. Uh, uh, subscribe to our SoundCloud. Join us on Instagram at The Hodge Music. Yeah. And uh, that's all for now. Yeah. The Hodge means the pilgrimage, and this is the story we're here to give to you the small taste of our travels and the music and the beautiful people we encounter. Until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Salud. 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 Salud.